Welcome to another episode of Talk of Tonawanda. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts and guests only. I do not represent any other individual or organization. Well, we are creeping closer and closer. We have reached episode 48, Carl. Are you sure it's 48 and not like in the 20s? Well, you know, it, high it's, 30s? It's, we have so much really? fun. Sometimes it feels like, you know, we haven't done many. No. And then other times you probably feel like we've probably done thousands because you've had to put up with me. Well, no, not thousands, maybe tens of thousands. Tens of thousands. Yeah. Well, that just it, it warms the cockles of my heart. It wow. Does. Watch it. it. Be careful. It does. You ready for Valentine's Day coming I, up tomorrow? I am. You know what? I did. I made my last my last trip out into the uh, retail stores about an hour and a half ago, and I finished. Finished. So no big. No. You're ready. You're ready. I'm you're ready. Uh, the daughter, mom, and uh, wife. Are all covered. How about you and your bride? Uh, my missus said no jewelry, no perfume, no slippers, no robes, oh. uh, no stuffed animals. Good. Okay. Uh, not she doesn't want anything. So it's it's going to be down to my the the warmth of my heart and a lovely greeting card and uh, a vegetarian dinner at home because it's also unusually it's Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday. Yes. So for, for us, those who observe. For us Catholics, that's yes. also a day of, of fasting yes. and, and abstinence. So. There's a few things going on tomorrow, right? Valentine's Day, it is Ash Wednesday. Uh, if you're a fan of or even have heard of the, what is it? Uh, who won the Super Bowl this past Sunday? The Kansas City? The Kansas City 49ers, Chefs? I believe it was. Chefs? Chiefs? Chefs? According 49ers. To, according Kansas to the City. Oval Office, it was the... Uh, Kansas City 49ers. Good for them. Yeah, and uh, their parade uh, is tomorrow in uh, uh, downtown Burbank, I think. Uh, or would it, no, would it, it might be St. Paul, Minneapolis. Yeah. I don't I was, know. I was actually cheering for Kansas City, and I was depressed because it felt like I was watching the Bills. <laughs> but I was cheering for them because anyone that defeats us, I look as representing us somehow in some way. And I could, what a Game, I mean, neck and neck. Yeah, and it was then... perfect. The script was followed perfectly. Oh, Absolutely. Yep. It was, uh, it was right tremendous. Up until the, right up until the last play when, I'll leave the guy's name out of it, but I will call him out anyway, the San Francisco defender, number 33. Number you know 33. who you are. Uh, all of a sudden was frozen in his socks and stood there as the ball <laughs> from Pat Mahomes drifted perfectly into Hartman's outstretched arms, and he, he didn't even break a sweat. He just caught the ball, and it was game over. I saw a lot of that. Like, like when Mahomes was getting beaten up, I'm looking, and his, his guys that are supposed to be protecting him are standing there like they're posing for statues. Yeah. Ole! <laughs> Ole! Come on. But it was exciting. It was exciting. I, I could have done without... Uh, <clears throat> Kelsey's rendition of Viva Las Vegas from the platform. Elvis, that was, Elvis is coming back just to just to get him. Just to that. slap him, silly. Did you did you happen to wager any uh, currency? I did not. I did. I'm not a gambling okay. man. No. I'm not. All right. I even 
Every time I've gone to the casino, right. I'm just gambling on how much shrimp I can eat before I feel full. That's that's as far as I oh, yeah, but take it at the casino. You, can't you find something else besides shrimp and crab legs at a casino? Oh, I'm sure a you can. Buffet? Yeah, but you know, There's I mean, so many other is, offerings. Yeah, the there dessert, are. the desserts are stupid. That's why you have those first. I've been very disappointed. I haven't actually gone to the casino buffets in a while because oh. it really is the quality of the food, at least at the ones that I visited here yeah. regionally. Yeah. Um, has declined to that of yeah. a high school cafeteria. Well, that's what you're. That's that's what might be uh, you're, you're you're suffering from. If if you're going to a casino, and entering the buffet line, and the bill is less than seventy five dollars, get out of that line and, and just go into their steakhouse, because I, I, you are not going to be happy with the casino. Uh, casinos are fair. supposed to be known for not just gambling but buffets. That's a casino, gambling buffet, gambling buffet. And uh, I mean, there are some places in Vegas where they they actually bring out hordes of shrimp and lobsters and steaks and all these yeah. wonderful delicacies, and you get hit with a five hundred dollar bill. But you and your friends uh, have had a feast for kings. Yeah, which which is which is what you're there for. You're you're actually there to enjoy your time. Here's here's a little riddle, folks. What can you spend and never get back? And what can you spend that you can get back? I'll answer that question later. In the meantime, think about that. Very mm. serious question. Um, but yeah, uh, talking Actually, about. I think I know the answer to that. Yeah, I won't spoil. Well, I won't be I, a spoiler. I you know, and I'm one of the typical people that say I can't. You know, because I, I I look at who the halftime. Uh, entertainment would be, if you call it mm -hmm. entertainment. Since since the early days, I don't I don't believe there's been any entertainers that have graced the uh, halftime stage. But if you look at what people normally do say who aren't big football fans, you're looking for your numbers to come in on your football office pools. Right, right. Uh, you're looking for some great food and company during the game. You get together with friends, relatives, neighbors, whatever, and that's always a big big fun thing to do. You, you should you should gather and, and have some good things, a common theme, watching the game or not. And then the other thing is uh, you've got some, uh, side, uh, some side money going on. Pools, bets, prop bets. Um, I hit on a, on a few of my... Yeah. Uh, I, ju I just can't. I can't go yeah. forward with that stuff. It yeah. just... Uh, it's all right. You know, you don't, you don't have to, but, you know, it makes the game... More interesting for me well, when I have some involvement in the game. Well, let me let me explain why. When I up until well after I was out of uh, the Air Force, I knew nothing about the rules of football. Watching it to me was like right up there with watching paint dry because I didn't understand it. But I was yeah. I was working at a machine shop and metal supply warehouse. And they were doing the, the Super Bowl squares, and they brought it around. I says, oh, I never do that. I don't even understand the game. He said, well, you know, just, just, just pick a cup. He says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach you to understand it so you can follow it just so you can see how you're doing. Sure. And I said, all right, well, fine, whatever. So this, this fellow, he took his time, uh, Gary, and uh, he, he explained the rudimentary basics of football to me. Okay. And so I said, all right, I'll watch the game. I pulled in all four quarters. There you go. And 
it, it was just. And, but you blindly it, picked those right. blind those squares, three or five bucks in, or whatever it was. Yeah, and I I, I walked away with like I, don't, I think it was like one hundred and forty five dollars. They weren't perfect. It was one of these mega things. Yeah. So I contributed to that thing for the next three years, and didn't hit any. And I said, "That's it. Three strikes. I'm out." Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's you know, and, and I was the opposite when when the game was tied nineteen nineteen, and they kicked the in uh, San Francisco. What were the San Francisco uh, Broncos or whatever it was? They, they right. kicked the ball, uh, field goal. They got the field goal, and it went to twenty two nineteen. Kansas City gets the ball, and they proceed to. Uh, march down, uh, and in the meantime, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, hey, that score should have been 23. But the kicker for San Francisco missed the extra point because it was partially blocked. Yeah, yeah, it was tipped. It was, yeah. It was, and that was, that was, that, that was the that saver. Changed, that changed hundreds of thousands of bets, cards, <laughs> covers, under-overs, like you would not believe. There are people beating their heads against the and, wall and, and other like people saying, that were dancing. Perfect. And I said, it's perfectly <laughs> scripted now for Mahomes and company to come down, get the touchdown, and then your final square numbers would be five and two. So Ooh. guess what your best friend Carl had for his square numbers for the final? Um, I'm guessing that yours matched. Mine were five and two. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Yeah. Wait, when you yeah. look when you look at what Kansas City's been able to do, I mean, you had the Ravens were favored. They were going to be in the Super Bowl, undefeated. Oh, yeah, the T-shirts were probably already printed. Tra- yeah, tromping over the top yeah, yeah. of it. And for them to pull that off, I was impressed. Well, I, you know what? People are probably screaming, oh, you're talking football, you're talking I was football. talking football. You know, and it's always something that we should talk about as a theme to get us started, to get our vocal Chords warmed up. Me, 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 me. All right, here okay, we go. Right <clears throat> so you know what I want to do? Tunes. You no. know what I want to do tonight, Frank, is I want to cover some uh, some hometown news. Hometown, hometown interest, because after all, this is the... Uh, talk of Tonawanda. And you can reach us at... The Talk of Tonawanda at gmail.com. Perfect. Man, I'm two for two. You did are. you have a square on that one? I, I bet you didn't. No, I don't have any. I don't, uh, no, no, I wouldn't bet on. Uh, I wouldn't bet on you. So here is Carl with our local events. There are some. There are some interests in here for you, Frank, because it has to do with food. All right, food is food. Always any gets all you can Frank's eat lobster buffets. No. Oh, okay. I'll make. You know what? We should do that though. We should come up with a food truck that is just an all you can eat lobster. 150 bucks, all you can eat. And I'll even drive back and forth to Boston and make sure that we're supplied. Anyway. I believe it's pronounced Boston. Boston. And, oh, by the way, uh, the Boston Red Sox tomorrow opened their spring training. Just so you need to know. The boys of summer start spring training. In the winter. At the end of winter. Yes. Why does that surprise you? No wonder American sports confuse the world. (laughs) All right. Anyways, what you got there, Carl? I Chowder. Do you love chowder? Chowder. 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 Chowder, of course. And Niagara Hose Company, one of our favorite uh, four oh. of the four fire companies that we have they here in the city, They make a great Tonawanda, chowder. The volunteer fire companies. Relax, uh, career men. I'm, I'm, you guys don't serve chowder, but the Niagara Hose uh, Company does. And this Saturday, that would be February 17th, at 74 Wheeler Street at the corner of Morgan, are having their chowder sale from 12 to 3. 
Now, here's the there's, point of there's, this. There's early drop-off, though, isn't there? If you have... See how he jumps on me? I know, I know. He I jumped ahead. Did I jump ahead? Is it is it my turn to speak? I should have had that square. Raise your hand if you need to be acknowledged. Anyway, if you have a clean, they stress, folks, clean. Tidy, clean, squeaky. 12 to 3 is the day of the sale time. But if you have a clean container between now and Saturday morning, go ahead. Drop it off. Put your name on a piece of tape if, as the... Uh, Veterans always do. Is it uh, to the back door, to the front door? Where Where's the drop off where the back parking clean lot? The parking labeled lot containers. Yep. Uh, they make a fantastic shot. It is. They do the wood fired cooker. Yes. All um, the bags. They, they hand oh. cut all the stuff. There's no bags How of frozen vegetables. How would you like to be one of the neighbors this. there? Just have that aroma, you know, once a month going at you. It, it would, for me personally, it would gnaw at me. I'd probably be sneaking over the fence with a spoon. Yeah. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure they, maybe a little. Dollar discount or something for a neighbor neighbor. Uh, and it's also Girl Scout cookie time. Oh, gosh. Here's the, here's the important thing about Girl Scout cookies. Now, what would you guess? Wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me answer that question. Is, what is important about Girl Scout cookies? Yes. They are tasty and delicious. Okay. And, 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 and what else? It, it, it's actually a good community development ah, yes. program for the ladies. Yeah, there's uh, it teaches yeah. them you know, to go out, salesmanship, saleswomanship, go out, you know, counting money, you know, selling a, a product. Uh, it's very good. Uh, and also, what would you guess a box of Girl Scout cookies is going for these days? Uh, what are they charging, or what do I think their value is? No, no, no. Their value is valueless. It's 50 bucks a box to me, but yeah. what do you think they charge? You know what? Uh, they haven't really gone up a lot over the years. They've okay. kept it pretty tight. I couldn't tell you because last year and the year before, I was not eating sweets, so I don't have a basis to uh, make Are a you guess. saying that you didn't buy anyone offered just to... I actually wasn't offered either. All right. So, folks, if you see Frank out and about when he comes back from his, <laughs> uh, from his trip, uh, make sure that you uh, get over there and, uh, and see him. Uh, it's seven dollars a box, which is which is a bargain. That's Come you on. know what? It's it's fundraiser. People yeah. are gonna go. Well, I can buy those cheap. Yeah, yes, but you, you know can, what? When you buy when you buy get... cookies at at the big blue store, yeah. you are not supporting American youth who are out doing stuff, yeah. not in the basement Camps on their or cell phone. Crafts or learning skill sets. Oh my gosh! That'll, that'll keep for, forever for their entire lifetime. The the skill sets that the Girl Scouts learn. Uh, our immeasurable help. Also, here's a shout out to our Tonawanda Swim and Dive team, Frank. They are section champs. Get the heck yes, out! Yes, it's been uh, it's been forever in a, in a day or two, but yes, they are section champs. And to and to them, all their hard work has paid off over the last few months. Um, if you know anybody that was part of a swim team or on a swim team currently, or you were a competitive swimmer back in the day. You know how many miles and miles and miles that they have to swim throughout their uh, their career in high school or, or oh collegiate? sure yeah both I my mean, kids were swim team yeah it's absolutely incredible but yeah our our local uh, swim team and dive team section champs congratulations to them a huge round of applause that's, for them hats off man that's it's it's amazing we well well done folks um, our Tonawanda Fire Department Explorer post. Uh, is looking for some new members. So yeah, if you it, would... It, not uh, everybody knows what Explorers are. What is an Explorer post? I think an Explorer is, is almost like a scout troop based on a fire department-centric learning. 
So they would learn about uh, fire science. They would learn about equipment on the fire trucks and how to uh, use them and adapt them to certain conditions that they might be presented. They would learn uh, you know, yeah. basic first aid. They would learn on working as a team to accomplish a goal. It's a uh, really good program. Certainly not. These kids are not exposed to uh, any fire scenes or any no. uh, accident scenes or motor vehicle accidents. But they are taught all the behind-scenes uh, information, as it were, and you can get a good look at what goes on in uh, the volunteer or career fire departments. Some of, some of those kids actually have grown up and gone into a career in firefighting, which is uh, a tremendous career. It has a lot of uh, you know, spiritual and financial benefits uh, and benefits to the community. So... Um, it gives them another option to go into. If they're not thinking about the military, they're not thinking about college. It's just another choice that they have from it, the basket. It's a great program. It's a great program. And, and how about it's paid for? Uh, they get some uniforms. They get to march in the parades locally. Do they uh, sell Explorer Post cookies? No, but I'm, I'm sure if they had a sale of some kind, you and I would would uh, back them up participate. Because <laughs> we'll probably do hot dog sales even or something. It was a hot dog sale. I'm, yeah. I'm sure Frank and Frank and Carl would be uh, in for that. Frank would be down for some Franks. So if you want uh, some more information, you could call our local fire department uh, headquarters or stop by, uh, or look up Tim Price or Tim Newman on Facebook. If you're local, if you're not local and you still want to look up Tim Price or Tim Newman, uh, say hello. Tell them uh, the folks from the Talk of Tonawanda said to give them a shout. Um, here's something interesting that I I was well uh, well I'm, aware of. I'm uh, going to hold you to that. You said it's interesting, so it better be. Carl. The Tonawanda Football Clinic is hosting a flag football team or teams this year, and they are looking for teams and players and coaches, etc. And you can get a hold of them at TonawandaFootballClinic.com. What's All the, uh, there's age requirements or age brackets on there, isn't there? I believe there's going to be two, two, different, two different divisions. Yeah. So if you need Probably more information, who do they reach out to? TonawandaFootballClinic.com. Dot com. Yep. Very Here's good. Big, here's a big one. Frank, I'm going to help you clean out your basement, your garage, your attic, and your spare bedroom all in the same day. Great. I'll sit back, have a ginger ale, and watch you do it. Here we go. The city of Tonawanda <laughs> on May 4th. Fourth, may the fourth be may the fourth you? be with you. Yes, all of you out there are clapping and ensuring that I did get that reference. And it did it did probably take me sixty five years to get the may the fourth be with you. And yeah, it, sixty five okay. years and forty seven and a half. Episodes. As I was trying to explain to Frank, because he is a <laughs> pack rat hoarder. You ever seen you ever seen the TV show Hoarders? Frank could do it in three of his rooms of his seventeen room house. So well, we've got it's truthfully it's confined to the basement and it's ninety nine percent tools that I bought and you only used once. So <laughs> I'm a I'm more of a Harbor, tool hoarder. Harbor's, Harbor's freight stock has been tanking ever since. So anyway, we're having a e waste recycling event, Frank. Oh, finally, 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 an e waste recycling event. I'll say it again on May fourth. And how's that going to work, Frank? It's going to be a drive through, no touchy touchy. You'll pull up, open up your van doors, or open up the pickup truck bed. Push the button for the trunk. And there it goes. Uh, it's going to be at the city of Tonawanda High School Middle School. What address is that, Frank? 600 Fletcher Street. 600 Fletcher. 600 Fletcher Street. And what time it's going to be? 
9 in the morning to 2 p.m. That's that's good. That's five hours. And now, if people aren't familiar with what this this E program is, this is the stuff that you can't normally toss out to the curb that can be recycled because there's precious metals inside. We're talking about computer monitors, printers, uh, spent cell phones, spent laptops, TVs, uh, TVs, uh, gaming systems, and so on. Uh, all of that type of electronic stuff yep. is 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 what they're referring to, uh, because this can be uh, it shouldn't be going into the dumps anyways, because so much can be recycled. Uh, some of the things added to that you have some of those maybe RV or spent hobbyist solar panels. What you may not know is 100% of the contents in a solar panel are recyclable. Nothing goes to waste. They get turned back into brand new products. So. Um, a lot of municipalities, including the city of Tonawanda, if you're going to put a TV to the curb, you got to buy a sticker. If you're going to put, you know, uh, the other big electronics out, you got to buy a sticker. And um, this takes care of that. Batteries and all, lithium, no uh, uh, batteries. I have certain requirements. Huh? No alkaline batteries. I've got a yes list and a no list. And what is the no list? The no list is you cannot have no smoke detectors. No light bulbs, no alkaline batteries, no refrigerators, and no microwaves. Every, yeah. Everything else is on the good. Yep, on the, the good lithium list. batteries and the nickel metal hydrates, but not the alkaline batteries because right. those those don't get. And I want to and I want to thank as well as you want to thank also for uh, helping put this together is uh, Bill Conrad, our assembly member, 140th district of the New York State Assembly. Thanks, Bill Conrad. Bill Conrad. Thank you, sir. Yes, uh, a lot of work. He's doing a lot of good work yeah, he's, for he's, our he's city. He's always in the mix there somewhere. He's, Absolutely. he's quite engaged. He is, uh, he is such an asset to the city of Tonawanda. We, we just love the work that he does. And also to our beloved uh, mayor, John White. Um, we want to thank uh, John White uh, for helping you know put the band together, as it were, uh, as a musician. He, he'll probably get that reference. But, yeah, fantastic. And also the uh, Rotary of the Tonawandas for uh, helping out with this, sponsoring it. And Buffalo Computer Recycling Company nice. is, is also a major um, sponsor ever, of have this. Have you ever seen the videos of those plants, the way they tear that stuff down and no, separate all the No, I haven't. It's one of those things that you know you see, and you see thousands and thousands of these pieces and chips just being all mashed up and yeah, deconstructed. It's, it's Pile of silver over there, pile of gold contacts over there, pile of plastics over there. Yeah, it's nice copper wiring. All that stuff, uh, am amazingly enough, has some afterlife. Hopefully, it gets used up instead of just sitting in the ground for thousands no, of years. And no fee. Pull up, drive up. Pull up, good. drive up. And uh, absolutely, folks, start looking around. Get your stuff together. E electronic uh, e-waste recycling event, May 4th. 600 Fletcher Street, that's the city of Tonawanda High School, middle school, 9 to 2. Yeah, please pay attention to the people directing traffic. There yep. will be some cones and some people there in yellow coats uh, directing sure. the traffic to keep it in. That yep. would be the city of Tonawanda Fire Police. No, nice folks. And uh, so they'll be down there directing traffic. Just pay, pay attention and go slow and... Uh, We'll get you through there as quickly as possible. I love that. I love that idea. Yep, just Carl, go. what else you got going on there? Uh, how about, you know, because you've done so much work, you know, going to get some chowder, hanging out with the Girl Scouts, gra grabbing some some cookies off, off of them, and, you know, and, and it's $7 a box, folks. It's Great. not going to break Great. you. If everybody listening 
buys a box of Girl Scout cookies, no matter where they live. That'll be 25 boxes It'll right there. 20, my gosh, it's almost, <laughs> that's almost a case. <laughs> but yeah, after that, you're going to need some, uh, some high-quality beverage. And of course, I'm referring to Green Beer Sunday. Oh, green beer, the green beer. Is green, it spoiled? Is that no, no, no? It's just a. Why color. is it green? They they put food color in there. So how else they, would you, you know, make if it? If they put green. food coloring in it, yes, it then qualifies as a food. So in the food pyramid, they have to add the carbonated adult beverages as a food category. Like I said before, folks, it seems like tens of thousands of of podcasts, not just 48. <laughs> this is what he does say. And anyway, it's going longer. to be at your favorite location, Frank, Canal Street. That's going to be on March 3rd, Sunday, March 3rd. If you need to put it into your GPS, put in number one, Main Street, City of Tonawanda. There is municipal parking that is beyond Walgreens, not the Walgreens parking lot, beyond Walgreens, closer to the back of 5 Main. Yep, and there's also public parking around the former uh, McDonald's location across from Five Main Street. But to uh, get to there from out of the area, One Main Street, Tonawanda, New York, one four one five zero. That'll put you right in the parking lot. And of course, uh, show up early for the world's shortest uh, green beer Sunday parade. I believe it's like five hundred steps. Five hundred steps. I believe it's something like that. I I didn't count. I was too busy. Maybe it's longer if they're wobbling. I steps. was I was busy handing out beads uh, last couple of years. Uh, Twelve to four is the uh, times for that Green Beer Sunday. Hopefully, we have some decent weather. Uh, not like the weather we had last week. It was in the fifties. Was but glorious. Listen, rain or shine, rain wind or shine. no wind. It's under the pavilion, covered, covered, um, heated, and uh, you know they little sometimes heaters. they have little heaters out there and other things. No guarantees, but uh, if it's chilly, dress warm. And uh, music and fun and, and meeting a lot, of, well, a lot of the locals and so on. It's uh, good time. Yeah. It's and awesome. uh, it's proper ID and dress. Yes. And the dress, I don't mean like, like a wristcade dress. Bring your kilts, your leader hosens, and especially uh, some nice warm hats. Now, I probably have a few people groaning there going, kilt is Scottish, not Irish. I got news for you. Oh, uh-huh. Kilts are also Celtic, so yes. the appropriate kilts for such an event. But, I mean, we're not going to judge. If if it's pink and it's got lovely fringe on it, you call it a kilt, we're not going to judge. It. I won't, no. Uh, what else do we have here? It seems like you got tons of stuff. I we, do, because we, we have to get caught. I got, we, we got fun discussion stuff coming up here. We do. Uh, also, on uh, March 16th, the Delaware Hose Company reunion is going on. It's going to be our 142nd reunion. That's a lot. That's a of lot years. of years of serving the city of Tonawanda. 100, 142 years of dedicated service uh, to the city of Tonawanda and its residents, visitors, very nice businesses, etc. Nice. And I just wanted to give a shout out to my brother Fireman in the uh, Delaware Hose Company. And I'll sisters. be there. Don't forget the sister. We'll have a. We got one sister. You're right. Uh, and uh, on a more personal note, uh, Mama, my mother, Ooh. beloved mother, turned 99. Yes. Monday. Uh, just Mama wanna, Sarah, we call her. Mama Sarah. Just, just want to give, give uh, notice that she credits somehow her longevity to having two scotch and waters a night. And if you ask her, like, what else, she would just say, keep breathing and don't die. 
And, and next year she will be a centurion. So she will be a centurion, Mama Sarah. Yeah, it's it's amazing, and uh, she'll be there. Yeah, and she can still cut you to the quick. There's absolutely a woman tolerates no no tomfoolery. Zero zero uh, zero slowing down uh, with her. Um, it'll be sixty seven years tomorrow oh. that I'll have her as my Valentine. That is fantastic. My number one Valentine. Yeah. So, well, congratulations to Mama yeah, Sarah. That's and fantastic. I just I just want to put that out there. Thank thanks again to everybody for the cards, letters, and. Sweet comments on Facebook. I, I posted up her uh, her singing uh, happy birthday to herself, along with the rest of the family who was there. But uh, Very it, nice. it's, it's just one of the things that she's always done is she sings along with us. Sweet lady. Ha happy birthday. Sweet lady. Um, well, listen, I got, uh, wait we're, we're, we got four topics that we I want to cover from one, current events. And I want to cover. And we'll bring one. those right up so shortly here. You got one more thing? I got one more, one one more, more thing. More? Uh, folks. Just, uh, just one more thing, Colombo. Folks, in a. In a in a, in a semi-serious note, but more serious than that, uh, I want to wish my partner across the table here a safe journey. Um, Am I going somewhere? On his, yes. And if you want to speak speak a couple words to it uh, now or when you come back, um, Frank, is, Frank is going off to do good deeds, and he doesn't really talk about much. Uh, the things that he does. He doesn't look for pats on the back. He's not doing any of this uh, for publicity um, here on this earth, but in the uh, his great reward, as we all hope to get someday, um, is going to be extra special. Um, I'm, I'm just trying. We always I'm say the gates of heaven yeah. are, are guarded, you know, for the ne'er-do-wells to stay out, but I believe that Frank's uh, gates will be kicked open, wide open. Yeah. I can, I, I walk through the, we've been waiting for you. I walk through the, it's going, man, it, does it feel like it's getting warmer in here? I just, uh, <laughs> uh, folks, I, I'm just, I'm just, I wish uh, him, I wish him all the best. And he, and he knows Salvador, it. Salvador, um, with a group of young missionaries uh, that go deep into the rainforest to a very remote village every year to, uh, and they do good work. I'm just there to kind of watch their back and fix their boo-boos. Um, but uh, it's, it's some young missionaries that do this work every year. They raise the money for their tickets. They raise their money for uh, the village so that uh, they, the villagers have materials uh, to do things. But uh, we could we could go down the rabbit hole. In we could, but you know, is but, uh, thank, but thank yeah, you for you those invest warm your, wishes. You invest thank your you. own money and time into the uh, medical equipment and test equipment that go down with you, and you have to carefully pack all this uh, equipment up because it's. I don't know, 17 hours on a plane, 32 hours on a boat, 16 hours, you know, on a, on a pack mule going down the side of a mountain. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I wish, uh, you know, God's holy hands are wrapped around you and holding you close and keeping you safe. Thank you, Carl. I, I do appreciate that a lot. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. I get more out of it um, than I think the people were going to, to, to try to help out. It's, it sounds selfish, but really I go down because... I get a lot out of it, yeah. and uh, but that's not why I feel a little guilty it. about it. All right, so we're going to roll into some current events, and I'm going to read the news blurb, and oh. then uh, Carl and I are going to toss it around. We're going to start off with one. We were chuckling earlier on the phone about this, um, but uh, <clears throat> you've probably seen it in the news. Uh, officials in Putnam, New York, claim to have received uh, over 100,000 Phone calls of reports of hot pink squirrels running amongst the trees 
in and around uh, the local parks. There's 100,000 people in uh, Putnam County? Apparently. I mean, people have called twice or oh, three okay. or four times. <laughs> uh, according to Putnam County uh, law enforcement, a Putnam County, New York man was charged with several criminal charges after allegedly trapping the squirrels, painting them hot pink, and releasing them back into the public parks. Uh, photos are online, folks. Uh, the alleged <laughs> perpetrator uh, in, in his defense states that squirrels have been agitating his dogs and causing them to bark uncontrollably at all hours of the day. So he claims that he painted the squirrels so he could identify the ones that were coming back. Um, to do what? I, I, I don't know what he'd do at that point. Maybe paint them blue? I mean, if maybe he, this was a survey? Well, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. He already had them in custody, the, the, uh, the perpetrators, and he paints them, releases them, and if they come back, then what? He paints them like, ha half another color, puts a, a green stripe upon them? He changes the tail color, makes them look like lemurs or something. Um, reportedly, there is no evidence of any squirrels that uh, were harmed. Well, I can't Danger. say not harmed. Uh, no dead squirrels were alleged. Oh, okay. um, so, uh, Putnam County, New York. Yeah, they charged him with pink squirrels, unlawful trapping. Okay, unlawful containment of a can, wild animal. But there is a squirrel yeah. season to shoot yeah. them. Yeah, Small and blame. then cruelty to animals, and then unlawful release oh. of animals. So oh. they got oh. them coming and going. But uh, it's it's. I don't mean to laugh. I mean, if a squirrel was actually injured, I would feel horrible. And uh, I don't know what kind of paint was used. It looks like the hot pink paint that the kids use at Halloween. Okay. Um, so, so it's meant to spray in the hair and it's supposed to be non-toxic. I don't know if that's what he. But used he or thought not. this was a good a good uh, idea. Apparently so. Okay. So multiple hot pink squirrels fluttering around the trees of Putnam <laughs> County, easy to spot in the wintertime they without would be. the leaves. We would but, be no uh, leaves. We Bear. wish the squirrels a speedy recovery from their embarrassment and a return to their normal. Oh, have, you know, some spring rain might uh, wash all that off and yeah. the world would go back to normal. Yeah. But then I followed that up with you a story from, from back in the day oh, yes. about the gentleman who sued a local municipality because he is, he is fearful of frogs. And he lives along some wetland areas. Yes. And so he sued the municipality because they weren't doing... Good frog control yes. in his uh, determine in and his estimation. Do you, do you remember how much he won in that lawsuit? Because I, he did I, win the lawsuit. I did not. One point six million dollars. Oh, are we giving people bad ideas? I, if you're fear, <laughs> if you are fearful of frogs and you are smart enough to figure out, hey, there's a payday in here. Yes, there was another one where somebody sued because of fear of squirrels yeah. in another a different local municipality. Right. And I don't know if there was a settlement in that, but I, it's just, uh, you know, I mean, good gracious. Okay, what else you got? Let's see. All right. Uh, reported in the news from uh, our local area, a woman who was sitting behind the north end zone during the January 15th Buffalo Bills home game is suing the Buffalo Bills organization. The suit states that when the Buffalo Bills scored, a player jumped into the first row uh, she was in the second row. She apparently lost her balance and fell forward due to the excitement and snow around her feet. Now, the, the suit, at least what's been made public so far, there's no specific injury uh, that was cited in what's been made public so far. 
Uh, but the, the quote from the lawsuit says that the bills were, quote, negligent, careless, and reckless, unquote. Now, we had gotten three feet of snow days prior to this game. And the game was actually postponed a whole day. Yeah, it was. Uh, yep. The Bills organization paid hundreds of fans to come in and shovel out that stadium. Yes. Now, I'm not saying it was perfectly clear. I'm not saying there wasn't snow in our aisle. I was there, and where I sit up in the uh, 300s, 336, shout out to you folks. Yeah. Now, uh, did, did you see any medical crews running down into the north end zone after that? Did not. Did you see anybody limping out? No. I Did saw you see I any saw, ambulances or, or medics uh, working their way through the crowd? No. The only thing I observed was a good, healthy pile of snowballs. Oh, yes. Being prepared yes. in the corners. Now, I'm not saying that the, the woman is right or wrong. I just, it's a little stunning here. She was going to a game that was delayed because of significant snowfall. She was going expecting, I'm sure, that there would be snow there. There was. She sat second row up from the end zone. Yes, where the celebrations sometimes occur. Do you when think the player... mentally she should have been prepared for, I don't know, cold snow and excitement? I, I, I can't. I, I would think, I would think, reasonably, but we'll leave Reasonably that thinking people always go by the wayside sometimes. Here's, here's something that's back in the news. Planes, planes with things falling off. Again? Uh, yesterday, What's Monday this evening, one? a small plane had to return to the Buffalo International Airport after the rear door simply fell off over a neighborhood somewhere over Cheektowaga. A door? Yes, a door just fell off. Now, the plane returned and landed safely. Okay. But police have been searching since then, and they can't find the door. <laughs> so, it's probably some kid's sled. Uh, it, it could be by now. Now, we we talked uh, back a couple of episodes about these these issues with the commercial airliners. How often do these type of things have to be inspected on the private aircraft? Oh, I don't know. I would I would say you know they they probably have to have some airworthiness um, certificate. You know, like every thousand hours, ten thousand hours, or whatever it might be. I don't think it's an age thing. I think it's like an hour thing where. Um, your hours in your logbooks are, are right. tracked. Well, oddly enough, this is... Uh, Maybe this wasn't a mechanical issue. Maybe they just never secured the latch. It, it could be. This, they took off and they had to turn around? How far did they get? Five minutes down uh, the road or up the road? Not far. It apparently, apparently dropped right there at, at takeoff. And oddly enough, that's the anniversary of that horrible tragedy that happened in that same area. Oh, yeah. 50, um, 50 people died. It was uh, 15 years ago. Fifteen years ago, yesterday, and, uh, yep. those those folks were out there, and uh, you know they they've pushed for a lot of legislation that went through a longer longer training, uh, shorter shifts, more required sleep hours, and so forth. But every time it gets up to Washington, pushes through, and I my hats off to, to to Schumer because he is really pushing for it. But they only make it temporary, and these folks have to keep on going back to get them to reinstate it. They've got uh, folks from different associations, which shall remain nameless, uh, pushing to have those removed because it's too hard on the pilots. Well, I, I'm sorry, too bad. I, I People can, uh, died and the rules fixed it. I just, uh, the airlines just I, suck it up, buttercup. People died, rules were changed, 
It hasn't happened since. That, that's all the evidence I need. Thir well, you know what? If you, if you know or have spoken to anybody who was on the scene at uh, 3407, mm -hmm. uh, it was the ill-fated uh, flight, and after they determined that it was pilot error, and pilot error due to um, training, Training and sleep intervals. Short, short training and sleep intervals, and uh, you know what to do with you know the nose comes up suddenly and you're speeding up or going down or whatever. Um, that yeah. that plane literally did a cartwheel in the air before it uh, hit the ground again. It, and I'm not disparaging the pilots no. who who passed away. No, we they certainly cannot. They were performing to their level of training. They were. They and were. That's what's behind the. They were trained and certified to fly that. That dash eight, yeah, and it just wasn't enough. So no, um, you know, but our, our hearts go out to the families. Yeah. Hope the legislation continues. We're glad that this plane returned. Now this is the one we're going to have a lot of a fun back and forth. And <laughs> at least I think we are. At, le at least he thinks he is because he's already laughing. Um, it was announced by an organization that claims to represent the. Individuals who drive for Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash. Uh, the drivers are set to strike on Valentine's Day for two hours uh, between the hours of 11 and 1. There's a group that calls itself Justice for App Workers. And they released a statement stating, quote, We're sick of working 80 hours a week just to make ends meet, unquote. So I had to go to the statistics. Well, first off, when you work for these you're a subcontractor, not an employee. You have the option to do that or not. You you have the option to call in or sign in, say I'm working or not. Yeah, and you can sign out for an hour, go run, do something. You you know, sign in for a couple hours each week. There there's nothing there. So they, they the it's advertised by these companies. You make your own hours. Um, now the Uber average, it's thirty three dollars an hour is what the Uber drivers were making third and fourth quarter of 2023. The so profit? this is current. $33 an hour before they pay their Gross. Taxes. Yeah. Per, each driver averaged $33 an hour. Uh, DoorDash drivers, they pay, DoorDash paid out over $35 billion last year to their drivers. Lyft, they echoed the similar for that, but Lyft already put in a policy uh, that's being phased in over the last year. The drivers are going to be keeping 70% of the fare, all their tips, and they get bonuses for engaged time. And there's work toward offerings of some sort of uh, insurance and illness benefits. All right, $33 an hour times Ten. 80 hours. Well, what are we talking about? 33 times 80? Right. I don't know. Figure it out on your uh, your home calculator. 30, 30, Thirty-three folks. times eighty, and they're saying that they can't make ends meet. You're talking twenty-six hundred and forty dollars. All right. Now, if <laughs> let's 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 divide that by two. If you're just working forty hours, you're making over thirty. You're grossing over thirteen hundred dollars a week. Okay, so what we don't know is what their expenses are or what their expectations on what their bottom line is. Right. Okay. Well, you know, if you have an energy efficient car, of course, it's to your benefit. Um, sure. Tip, you know, tips, tips come in on top of that and all that stuff is tracked. But I mean, this is, you can sign in, you can sign out. It was always intended per the spokespeople for these, these companies. Uh, and I'll paraphrase. 
This was never intended to be a full-time career. This was intended as a supplemental income. Uh, and I can see, and I'm not trying to disparage anybody, that you know, if you choose this is, this is your dream job for life is to drive people around. No, but you know what? Um, a lot of those, a lot of those folks also do pickups at like a restaurant and mm -hmm. drive it to a local person who possibly cannot get out. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna get a a, a meal from a, a possibly a very good restaurant. Maybe it's a chain restaurant, you know, big box store yeah. or whatever. But I could see their point of, you know, this is not a full time career ish, you know, gig. Right. You know, this is a supplement. You know, maybe retirees or somebody who's you know off three or four days a week and they work part time someplace else, and this is a way to supplement that. But I, I think they're right. You you really can't count on that as being a full-time job without benefits. You are your own contractor, right? Absolutely. So you have to pay for your own insurances. You have to pay for your own uh, wear and tear on the car, the gas, or plug it in if it's an EV. Um, a buddy of mine, he goes and he, he signs in for four hours a night. Yeah. I don't know anybody who does it. And, and, and I really and don't. It's done. Nobody. Uh, Uber, uh, they had their uh, advertisement on during the Super Bowl. It's Uber delivers anything was the advertisement. Um, I guess they have Uber truck drivers and so forth. They can do delivery and so on. So it's, it's quite extensive, but it is. You're an independent contractor making your own hours in your own vehicle yeah. as what was intended to be a supplemental income job. And college students, that was yeah. one of the folks that they targeted. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how many it, of these, it had, how many of these people are actually going to strike well, in these five major cities. It's not even nationwide. It's not five even major nationwide, cities. right? But it's also Uber and Lyft and some of these uh, food delivery places are in uh, Great Britain, and they're saying the same thing that you know this is we we need more wages than this. We're suffering. We're we're, we're poor. Thirteen hundred dollars a week for forty hours, and you can't make ends meet. It's not the income, and it's not the no. company, folks. It's your spending habits. But where are you? Seriously, I, I mean, mean, yeah, exactly. Where are you? Are you are you in a in a city in a locality that that thirteen hundred bucks or whatever is is not enough? But now you're working eighty hours to what afford an apartment, you know, in Brooklyn or something. I I don't know. It, it's now, it's so hard. Drivers for Lyft stay, stated, and, and Lyft did confirm it, that there were declining revenues uh, in the third quarter of last year, but still showed a report the people who own their own vehicles were averaging $30.26 per hour. So not far off of that $33 an hour figure. Uh, it just, I, I, it boggles me that <laughs> you're, you're not even an employee. What are you striking? You know what? You're probably you're probably looking for that parent company. The, the I don't know because you're not a franchisee or a franchisor. Or what are no. you? But you're you're looking at them to step up and give you more of what their take is. And they're probably looking at it like, well, what is it to run? What is it to run that company? Really? I mean, it's mostly all computer generated. I mean, well, yeah. what else can they do? Well, you know, and it's going to depend on what state you're in. Uh, Jeff Bezos, uh, this was in today's news, he moved from Seattle to, I think, uh, Florida. And because he wanted to sell 
a certain amount of his company stock, uh, like $20 million worth of company stock, uh, or $2 billion, whatever it was, but it was a, it was a large amount. Uh, moving into Florida, the difference in the taxes, he saved $610 million by moving to Florida. So, I mean, there's a state-by-state -state consideration. I mean, he could, what would what, he do? Buy a, you know, buy a $400,000, you know, Cape Cod and uh, put a mailbox out in front? <laughs> really? I mean, who, who knows? Who's going to bought a post office, etc. box or something? Who's going to challenge him that, you know, yes, you do live there or no, you don't? When you're so rich that you can build your own spacecraft, chances are you have a little too much disposable income. That's $610 million. But, I mean... That was his savings. We won't make that in our lifetime. <laughs> no, so. no. But but if you did, what would you do with it? You know what? I I would have to find something philanthropic to do because yeah. it would be too tempting to do stupid things. So the bride comes home one evening with a Mega Millions ticket, and it's five hundred million dollars. And the next morning, you're sitting there eating your uh, curds and whey, having your coffee or tea with your uh, fine filtered water uh, dispenser there, what would you do? If, if you're looking at those numbers and there you go and you look at each other and you go, now what? What are we, what are we gonna do? According to the statistics, if we live to the average age based upon today, we would need $1.2 million to survive without further debt for that extent in retirement. We're talking living an average of 18 to 20 years. 18 for me, 20 for her, once we reach retirement age. And uh, that's all for medical expenses, uh, increase in cost of living, and so forth. $1.2 million. And I, I don't know what life standard that is, um, but I would set aside, my intent would be, I would set aside as much as I needed to live comfortably, not crazy, but comfortably, uh, in the manner that I live now, and then I, I would put a foundation together with the rest. I, I just, uh, you know, there's, there's so much stuff that's you would going have to on. leave. You would have to leave some generational wealth for the kids. They're both going to do very well. Oh, that's, I mean, it, yeah, my, that's my son's going to be a, a missionary priest, so yeah. they, oh, he'll own the clothes on his back and the shoes on his feet and can't have anything else. Yeah. And my daughter is going to be a, a physician, and she's doing, uh, by the way, uh, perfect scores on her exams wow. uh, this, this last semester again. Uh, so congratulations to my daughter for all her hard work. If uh, Maybe she's one of the secret Bulgaria listeners. You never know. I don't know. Um, Shout out. But uh, so she's, she's going to have her own wealth. My, our kids don't need, yeah. don't need anything. But, yeah. I mean, there's things. I, this was in the paper again. Wyoming is now becoming... Uh, the main target for the Sinaloa drug cartel on the on the Native American reservations. They don't have the funding for the Native American reservation police departments to have enough presence out there to stop it. So this the drug addiction is ripping through Wyoming. Yeah, but how much money do they have to really make any cartel wealthy? If, uh, if, apparently if you have nothing, if you have nothing, or you're living on, you know bare minimum, and a drug cartel sees you as a plum? Yeah. Yeah. Because, well, it's also the cost per dose. That was the big thing. Uh, a fentanyl pill, which would go for a dollar in Dallas-Fort Worth, is going to go for $15 in Wyoming. So it's, even if they sell less, it's still more. And let's face it, 
if you're a drug dealer, you have no conscience. You no, have it, no soul. No. No. You are, you are, uh, uh, you're barely a human being. You have a pulse, and that's pretty much where you're at. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, so I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that's out there that, and it's easy for me to point to millionaires and go, well, you should be doing this and you should be doing that. It is very you got easy all that to do money. that. Absolutely, I do it all the time. Because I I'm I'm not in that position. I right. would like to think that if I was in that position, yeah, I would select something without my name on it that could anonymously do good stuff. Yeah, but you somewhere. could you could stand back and you could literally. Go to a, uh, a a government U.S. government web website and look at all the charities that are out there and how much money goes to fundraising, how much money goes toward administrative costs, and how much money actually reaches you know like you know like the pandas in in, in the in the forest. Right. I literally, right. there there are websites to do that. But yeah, if if you've got a mind to uh, and you and you put your your two dollars together with thousands of other people's their two dollars together, there's there's lots of you know charitable organizations that that really rely on the uh, goodwill and nature yeah. of uh, the citizens. St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Sure, there's one of one. my favorite charities, the yep. Boys and Girls Clubs. Boys and Girls Clubs. Love those love those groups because I mean it, it's homework for the kids and you know single parent families that are are struggling with time and. Uh, things there's there's a lot out there that there is and there's really some, has a legitimate need yeah. and has shown a benefit. Yeah, that's the it, thing. it would have it would have to be a a close benefit that I could uh, that I could measure and and see you know a measured improvement on what I would what I would uh, donate to them. I mean, some philanthropic uh, organizations and and, and people um, they put their name on buildings. You know, yeah, we're doing an expansion for. You know, the hospital, X hospital, and then, well, you know, you see the construction going up, and then somebody's name going on it. Yeah. Because they put so much money into that ward, or that floor, or that building, um, and that's a good thing. You it know, is a good thing. You know, and, and if you want your name up there, there's nothing ahead. wrong with that. No. Uh, no. As long as uh, you know doing the good work, and again, like I said, I'm, I, it's I'm, it's like almost like Monday morning cornerbacking. I'm not in that position. I can't really change anything with. Uh, the current status that I have, but uh, well, let me ask you. And you can't copy me. You have to have a little bit of difference. All right, I We're do. Put I you do in the same little. situation now. You are, you are enjoying your your your. Well, you call it retirement. It doesn't mean that you're I, less busy. It just I means am. you don't get a paycheck for it. Correct. Um, right. I, let's just say you got uh, a winner. You hit fifty million dollars. Sure. And okay. after New York takes your taxes, you still have ten million dollars left. Okay. Um. Well, after the taxes, I you know seven grandchildren, four children. So it would uh, it would be dispersed uh, amongst them, but it wouldn't have any, uh, you know, any strings or ties. No strings. You wouldn't say college fund. No. Or not until you reach the age of twenty five or no, something like that. No, I don't. That? I don't. I don't believe you're any smarter at at twenty four years and ten months than you are at uh, twenty five years. I don't believe there's any difference in that. I don't believe that you have to go to college. Uh, to be successful in life, I do believe that you have to be uh, frugal, watch your money, um, and be a, a good person and show up. Sometimes, you know, 80% of life is just showing up. Yeah. And, and, and it, it, at least if you do that, then good things may happen. But show up. Get out. Go somewhere. Do something. Uh, do something positive for yourself. Do something positive uh, for, uh, for your family. Do something positive for your community. 
doesn't mean um, you know you're you're not going to be uh, you know wasteful with your money or your resources. Like I like I said before, um, you know what can you spend and, and never get back? Ah, we were leading up to this question. Yeah. Time, time. Yeah. And what can you spend? Then you but you have a, a chance to get back. <laughs> Certainly not your vote in the general election. Uh, no, it would be your your money. If, money. If if you're smart Ab about it. Absolutely. And don't be and, and don't be afraid to spend it. Don't be afraid to invest your money. Uh, if if you talk to, um, and I have uh, on on occasion sometimes while traveling, you know, the, the country when I was working uh, back in the day, I talked to a lot of you know fortunate people who worked very hard. And it wasn't generational wealth. This is money that they've created for themselves and their families. And they always said, you know, you're not going to be successful maybe the first, second, third time, but you have to go out and keep trying and keep moving. Keep, you know, a, uh, a positive attitude. Um, don't let, um, you know, discouragement, you know, rule your life. Uh, go out there. It, it's, it's a great big gamble and risk if you invest whether it's, you know, $1,000, $100,000, uh, and work at that. But if you fail, it's also a success because you've learned from that failure. You have to learn from your mistakes. If you're not learning from your mistakes, I, there, you're there just going to repeat them. You, you're just bound to repeat them, and you'll never, ever progress. My, my, my grandfather, uh, known as Albert Lito, but he was born Beta Lito Marechka uh, in, in Hungary, um, when he was just about to train 85, and I was still a little squirt, he had something that he told me, and it didn't make absolutely no sense at the time. He said, learn something new every day, even if it's never to do that same stupid thing ever again. Yeah. It made a lot of sense by the time I made it to boot camp. <laughs> you know, and you figure it out. Now, here, here's another thing, and this, this, this podcast may run a little bit longer because this may be a can of worms here. What about... When we were kids, there was there was a lot more in my in my recollection, a lot more people out there that you could look up to, that truly, I mean, they set the example. Uh, you, you look at people like uh, well, I'll just grab one, Ronald Reagan when he was president. That you know, people that liked him, people that didn't like him. But you go back and you listen to his his speeches, and even even when he was just answering questions with you know a group around him. He was always very positive and uh, lent himself to that position. But we had lots of others. You had uh, sports figures that were, were very positive. Uh, I watched an old interview with uh, Johnny Carson the other day, and it was a very short interview. Uh, I think it was on NBC, of course, because he was on NBC. And he was asked why he never takes a political position in any of his shows. And he says, I can answer that question very simply. He says, my job is to entertain, yeah. not try to make up your mind. Right. He said, the minute you do that, you're lost. He's also, he's also I think, that could be credited with saying back, at least that far back or a little bit before then, but I believe it, it was him. He said, public opinion polls are never to gauge public opinion. They are to create and shape public opinion. Absolutely. And he was talking to, like, I think it was like, Buckley or somebody, one of the uh, political columnists back in the day, because I think this is when it was possibly Reagan or Jimmy Carter were uh, were running or on the on the campaign stump, 
and you know somebody was mentioning you know the polls you know this one's ahead or this one and, and they said well you know like well how are you feeling about that and that that was his answer he just said he said I don't believe in them he says because I believe they are to uh, form public opinion and not gauge so we, we had role models in politics we had role models in sports we had role models in entertainment um, who, who do we really have for role models now? And I'm going to cite one specific example. When you get up to be the president of a major, significant Ivy League college, you allow hatred to propagate on the campus, and then you're moved, kept, but moved to a different position, even after they find out that you have four publications that you completely plagiarized. Yeah. Who do we have left as role models, Carl? Well, I don't, you know, it, it certainly wouldn't be a, a college uh, official in my mind. It wouldn't be a public official in my mind. It would, it would definitely have to be someone who was doing good work for mostly like uh, improvement of um, a, a sect, a community, um, somebody who, who actually put themselves out there uh, for the improvement of not themselves but for others. You and know I and I look at yeah and and I, and I look at um, some of these doctors and scientists who are pouring over um, results from tests and results from um, medical trials and trying to improve the health. I mean, we, we eradicated, you know, smallpox and chickenpox and polio and uh, measles. And all of a sudden you start hearing about all these little pockets again, you know, sprouting up of measles, you know, yeah. turning up in Brooklyn or there's chickenpox again in, um, you know, San Francisco or along the Texas border. Uh, a lot of the kids um, are, are coming down with smallpox uh, related or appearing, uh, markings on, on their on their little bodies and it's just like I, I thought we got rid of this worldwide. Mm -hmm. You know who's generation who's, who's leading who's leading the charge that really is concerned about that stuff? It's certainly not anybody like <clears throat> Fauci, um, who <laughs> I don't I you know what there there are probably hundreds of scientists that are working long hours, torturous long hours, and beating their heads against their desks and whiteboards trying to uh, cure uh, cancers. Yeah. So these, these, you're talking about these role models that are behind the scenes, and I'm actually going to mention two that are very public figures that you may or may not know. Now, the first one, you won't have a thing. The second one might make you cringe, but you got to hear me out. The first one is a gentleman by the name of Mike Holmes, and he was a... Uh, I don't know if he still is, but he was a entertainer on Home and Garden Television when it was was there, and uh, it's like Homes Inspection and Homes on Homes and so forth. So you see him being this very boisterous, uh, very opinionated guy, um, you know, slamming contractors and slamming home inspectors and so on about uh, doing terrible things. And it was for entertainment purposes. Behind the scenes, that guy does did maybe he still does a huge amount of philanthropic work helping people that really did get raked over the coals by nefarious um, contractors. Contractors that weren't contractors, they were thieves with trucks. Um, and this one, it's going to make you cringe a little bit. Go. She's in the news all the time. 
she might have been at the Super Bowl. Go ahead. Taylor Swift. Sure. Taylor Swift behind the scenes, and she doesn't broadcast it. She doesn't ask cameras to follow or anything. Um, she'll she'll just buy gifts for needy people and then just show up. There's no there's no announcement. There's no press conference. There's no hey, look at the nice stuff that I did. Yeah. These are these are the kind of folks that I adore because of what they do without looking yeah. well, for we, the big handshake or the big humanitarian yeah. award. How do you feel about people that make a donation and then boast about it? Oh, blows my mind. Blows my mind. How do you feel about people that are probably on their sixth or six and a half gallons of blood and probably would deserve, you know, maybe like a little three-sentence thing in, you know, on, on the news or something like that, and but absolutely refuse to have any publicity about that. I mean, it's easy to give money, you know, to an organization or, or what have you, if you have it. If you, if, you, if you can carve it out of your budget and you're donating $50, you know, to a, an organization uh, a, m a month or something like that, you know, the old 19 cents a day or something like that, but then you go out and you brag about it so that everybody has to hear about it. Are you doing it for yourself for the pat on the back or hey, he's a good person or she's a good person? For doing that, or would you rather be surprised at somebody's um, gifts? Yeah, we have a couple of uh, players on the Buffalo Bills, and they're not looking for the advertisement, so I'm not going to give it to them here. But they do a lot of stuff with disadvantaged youth in our immediate area. Yeah, and there's plenty to have. Yeah, and uh, you know the press chases them around, but they they don't do on-camera interviews with any of it. They don't want to talk about it. If they get caught. You know, in, in some of the video there, they yeah. just do that. So, well, I named two people uh, by name and then a, a third individual by not name, uh, the Bills player, that I consider role models. Can you name three role models that are active in today's society that kids and young adults could look up to? I, You know, I, I've always been a supporter of uh, Jim and Jill Kelly with oh, the Hunters yes. Hope. Yes. Uh, organization. Um, they have made their personal uh, family tragedy, um, they have turned that into something that has been so helpful for thousands of children. Hunter's Hope. Um, yes. That have turned that Crabbe's disease into a disease now that is being uh, tested on newborns. Because if you catch that early enough, it's curable. How about that? That's fantastic. Yes, and, and Jim and Jill Kelly. And I you mean, look, and you, and yeah, you, Hunter's Hope is the name of the and charity, and what well a, worth donating to. What a crushing loss for those folks, but they've turned that into a um, a positive for so many other families that so many other families are not facing that. Um, I also look at the folks who the uh, Susan Komen uh, Breast Cancer mm -hmm. uh, Research Fund, um, that, that, that's hit uh, too close to home again twice in the past month in, in, in my family. Oh, so my it, it is, it's devastating. It's, it, I, I, I believe that it, it should be eradicated, at, you know, like 10 years ago. But um, time keeps going and there are more women who are diagnosed with uh, breast cancer, skin diseases, um, 
and they're they're just trying to do their best every day to find a cure for that. And so once again, that was a family that lost uh, a dear loved one that have turned that into a positive for uh, thousands of women across um, you know the country. Uh, also, I, I you know way way back um, in New York State when they finally um, voted and turned uh, to uh, the resources of New York State where uh, no woman would go um, un unscanned. Uh, there are there's free scans for women for yeah, early for, de early, early detection, detection in most forms yeah. is is when it can be cured yeah like I, and that makes a big difference yeah and and I'm 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 always the first one will say you, you know like sometimes you know New York or whatever state uh, you happen to be in uh, has too big of a uh, a safety net yeah. for those who need it but in the cases of uh, medical research and medical care. For the citizens in New York State, um, I, I I don't believe that in, in any case. It, we have it's this wonderful so necessary. We have this wonderful facility right in our backyard, Roswell Park, um, and I'll, I'll make an admission: I am a Roswell Park patient. Um, I am well controlled because of the donations to Roswell Park that have funded the research and the advancement in these programs. So. Um, you know, I, I can't say enough about that. I noticed you weren't able to pull up a current political figure that you could see as a role model, or can you, and you just didn't get to I it. I can't. No. Is, isn't that a sad statement? And it's not it's not a left or right issue, folks. No, it's it just, certainly is not. No. It, really, it's just, they they. I think it's because of the change in, maybe part of it's the change in the campaigning, where it's just, it's mud. <clears throat> It's mud. You oh, can't I don't stand up for I, yourself, I, so you got to throw it, mud at the other guy. It's nuclear mud that sticks. Oh, it's 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 horrendous. I, I I'm looking for the hero. I want to see, you know, somebody running for office that yeah. I can really, really I'm, get behind and believe, and believe. not just get behind, but believe. So I, I can get. I behind. am part. I am part of the continuation of passing along barbs at either party. I, 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 I find myself watching something with disbelief and saying, but that's true. You know, I, you, you know if, if our current people who are running for the highest office in the land, the leader of the free will, free world in quotes, uh, and the two gentlemen that are currently running, is, is that the best we have? It's, it's nation fine. out of 345 48 million yeah th those two are the are the best that we have to offer the the planet and i i have to point a finger directly at the press the press sells uh you know sells advertising based on their viewership they increase their viewership by creating chaos and controversy yeah so what better way to make sure that goes on by making the press get behind Two individuals who have done good things and have done deplorable things, there's far smarter, far, far gentler, far more professional yeah. individuals that are out there. And they they need they need a turn to to, in my opinion, to set this country in the right direction. But I, I still take it back, I point directly at the press. The press wants them in. 
They want them in that battle because it gives them chaos. news stories about the chaos and the controversy if, if, and the mudslinging. Here, here's here's something that you you know probably did not pass you by, um, but previously a well-known, probably semi-likable person, um, John Stewart, came back uh, to do his late-night show on the comedy uh, on Comedy yes. Central. Yep. Only because of the current state of the political affairs, so that he's got he's got a, he's got another second run at it for another ten months. Oh, it's a feeding frenzy. There, it, there's so much it's, there's so much food and fodder on the ground. You, he can't he, run out. You can't you cannot you cannot run out of enough material for either side. You can't. There's so much put out there, and, and they create more. They create more and more and more chaos. And this this divisiveness is. It's it's just sad. You would think that, as a supposed civilized society it's, and advanced culture, I don't know. You know, I, El Salvador for just that one little week a year is my reprieve from everything, from social media, from cell phones, uh, from power lines, from you know storefronts and fast food. It is it is a. That's why I say I do it more for me than anything else because it I get to unplug from all the garbage that's part of you know, everyday life. And, but humanity needs you there. Yeah, I need me there. <laughs> well, the <laughs> For a little while Well, the, fo the folks that, you know, the, like, let's call them the helpers, they need you as a support team. Yeah. It's, uh, and thanks for that. It's been, uh, it's, been a, it's been a very interesting podcast so far. Oh, by the way, um, I, I was listening to uh, Just an Old Guy with a Mic. Our, friend, our buddy uh, Fred Selber gave us a shout out his his last episode. There's a guy who's dedicated to putting some some numbers into episodes. It just uh, he hasn't even you know numbered all his episodes. He's done far more than he talks yeah, about. He's he's uh, he's he, uh, proliferous. Yes, he is. But he is on a schedule every Sunday. Is he? Yeah. Well, we've never really been on a schedule. We, we were going to start to do this once a month, and yeah. then it, it changed somehow. <laughs> Well, well, you know what? Sometimes it's it's hard for our schedules to mesh for a couple hours. Yeah, yeah, because it does. We have our our, our pre-show uh, stuff that we go through to make sure we've got you know material that's interesting for you. We do actually write some stuff down. Some things. Um, and uh, my Valentine's gift to Carl was I didn't do the, uh, the National Day. Um, Oh, today I that that was my gift to you. I Thank just, you. Somehow a uh, you know the the sweetheart cards just didn't seem. But the McGillicuddies in Ireland are also <laughs> applauding and thanking us for for that. Um, the Conways in in Ireland. Uh, by the way, uh, Neil, mentioning these Tony. different locations, um, they're popping up as at least you know one or two listeners in these locations. How was the mailbag? Uh, the mailbag was full of uh, people that were. Pleased with oh. and or stunned by really? our, our format change. Um, Did we really change? You know, we really didn't. We're still not, we're not partisan. No. But we have brought in more current events, and you cannot avoid political things with current events. But we don't can't. take a side. But we don't, we, and we won't take a side no. because really neither side has proven to either of us that they really do a better job so far. Um, but you know, it's, uh, it, it takes a commitment to be a 
community leader. And uh, folks, you may not know it, but uh, Carl was uh, one of our councilmen here. And he finally embraced retirement from not just the job, but also from the council and has looked much happier ever since. <laughs> so it's not, it's not an easy job to be in public office. So no. I, again, I'm not disparaging those no. folks either. You've got to have, you can't have soft bones and be in political office. You just no. can't. It's a blood sport sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, you know, hats off to everybody that does the best that they yes. can, as long as their heart and, and, their and congratulations to the uh, current council. It sits in the uh, city of Tonawanda. They have many, many uh, upcoming um, tough, tough decisions to make. They've got Canal Fest, uh, yay or nay that, four days or no days. Uh, we've got a uh, rezoning. Uh, vote that's going to be happening uh, shortly on the Riverview School uh, project. Oh yes, uh, from the Sutton Group that's uh, come come in and wants to build um, a number of uh, apartments, townhouses, capes, ranches. Uh, put a second floor on uh, Riverview School. Uh, put apartments in there, um, and uh, and put twenty five, twenty eight million dollars into the city of Tonawanda as an investment. Uh, and you could equate that to probably, I don't know, maybe $145,000, $165,000 a year in a tax base. Mm -hmm. So it's important uh, that they um, listen, do their due diligence. Um, but in my opinion, uh, it, that, that project should be a go. Uh, it's, it's just way too important, way too big. Um, I know the residents in uh, that section of uh, City Tonawanda are looking at that as you know, possibly another 300 residents, 200 cars or whatever it might be, traveling their streets, their uh, idea of uh, an idyllic uh, lifestyle might change a little bit. But uh, when they paint it as, you know, the kids riding their bicycles, you know, on the street and, you know, playing uh, stickball in the street and staying outside until the streetlights come on, uh, I don't believe that'll change that much. No, no, I don't think so either. It's it's it's, re it's residential. It's, it's residential. just uh, it's going to be residential. And they're not were, putting in a a tannery. Right. There the were at least square. that many buses, parents' cards, students, teachers, faculty, and parents yeah. that were there for the entire school year, in and out, all at the same time. For many years, and that's why first thing in the morning, and yeah. then you know first thing in the afternoon with tremendous congestion, this is going to be more balanced out. And I, I hope it comes out the way that the developer yeah. the plans city on needs, it. The city needs uh, that tax base yeah. to continue on. And also, uh, a congratulations to our city officials and all the people who worked on that downtown revitalization uh, initiative for the city of Tonawanda over the past couple of years. Uh, we were granted uh, $10 million dollars. Oh, that's fantastic. To revitalize our downtown area, our parks and waterfront. Uh, and that uh, work begins when they sit down again with the planners and go over uh, what they would like to see done with our downtown waterfront uh, assets and uh, make Tonawanda a stop and not a drive-through. Uh, as our Mayor John White uh, always puts it, he would like to have people stop and stay in the city of Tonawanda. And... Uh, and that's important because more tax dollars will be generated by sales of our downtown businesses, our vendors. And um, we look forward to uh, seeing the change and improvements in the city of Tonawanda very shortly. You know, uh, one other thing that's, uh, I, I keep on forgetting to bring this up, and, and several people have mentioned to me if I would bring it up on, on the podcast. 
please stop feeding the turkeys on Fletcher Street. Are they really feeding turkeys on Fletcher? They're feeding the turkeys. The wild turkeys have now roosted there pretty much. Really? And they now walk out into the street in front of the stop line, in front of cars, because people have been stopping at that stop They're sign. They're not washing windshields out there, are no, they? No, oh, no, no, okay. no squeegee, no, no, squeegee no spit bottle. turkeys? Okay, uh, but that's important. They've been feeding the turkeys through the windows. What would you be feeding them? Bird seed? Whatever they're doing, they're apparently feeding them, so now they go there every day and Wait. sooner or later what's going to happen is someone's not going to see it and they're going to strike those birds. And then so, it'll be on the dinner table. Well, <laughs> they're going to be flat as a pancake, but I don't yeah. know if you'd be eating that pancake. So um, please, it's you're not supposed to be feeding the wild animals, even though they're turkeys and you think they're cute. There's two things that happen. Number one, they're going to get hit. Number two, when they come up to your window, they will peck you. You will bleed. So just just admire them from a distance, please. This uh, public service announcement. from the neighbors. <laughs> so, yeah. This public service announcement brought to you by the talk of Tonawanda.com. Um, so... Carl, uh, it's it's been a it's been a long and festive program here. Thanks again. Uh, Lent starts tomorrow. Ash Wednesday tomorrow. Valentine's Day tomorrow. Uh, spring training. Spring training tomorrow. Um, you know, there's a lot of lot of things coming up here, and 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 we'll be back to talk to you soon enough. Uh, maybe I'll give you a couple of glimpses uh, from the trip when we when, when we get back and look forward to it. Talk about a couple of things and uh, some horrific nightmares or some really cute blessings. So, Carl, uh, as always, I I uh, leave the baton in your hands to uh, give a uh, an appropriate terminus of this episode. Well, folks, uh, you know we always want to end with a positive thought, and we always want to remind you: uh, do a good deed, do something positive for yourself, for your community, for your family. Uh, but also, over the next uh, few weeks, uh, keep Frank uh, in your positive thoughts. Um, he is going on a mission to a very, very remote area of the planet, and um, he relies on his skill sets and the skill sets of the folks around him, and uh, we just hope that that's enough to keep him safe and return him to his family and, of course, us here on the Talk of Tonawanda, and more importantly, as a very dear friend of mine. Thank you, Carl. I appreciate that. I'm going to part with uh, repeating the words of uh, Bela Lito. Learn something new every day, even if it's never to do that same stupid thing ever again. Thanks, folks. Thank you, Carl. Episode 48's a wrap, and we'll see you back on episode 49. Take care, everybody. Take care, everybody. Take care, everybody.